John, again, is on assignment, this time at the XL Energy Center. Last time I talked to him, I believe he was down at U.S. Bank Stadium. The man gets around, as you know. This is Preps Today with John Millay. He is the Preps and Activities Guru and Writer at MSHSL.org. Uh, this is our podcast together uh, on TalkNorth.com with our producer, Brian Burdett. Please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. We're going to go a bunch of topics today. But tell us first, John, about uh, what it's like to be at State Volleyball. Yeah, it's great, Jim. Nice to talk to you again. Yeah, last week I was at U.S. Bank Stadium for the state soccer tournament. We had some good background noise from fans and bands. Uh, if I could walk about 50 feet, I'm in a very quiet room. I'm in a media workroom on the ice level. I could walk about 50 feet and you wouldn't be able to hear me talk through all the all the bands playing and the screaming. And, and it's just such a fun atmosphere. Uh, this is a four-day state tournament. We're talking on uh, Wednesday afternoon. This is day one. We'll, everything leads up to championship games in all four classes on Saturday. This is this is one of my favorite state tournaments, and I don't know that much about volleyball, but you know the athletes are phenomenal. This is a big time volleyball state. Uh, we know that, and uh, it's 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 just a great event. It's going to be a good four days here. I'll just kind of go through some high points here. Um, we're having quarterfinals in Class 4A and 3A today. Everybody else swings into action Thursday. The number one seeds are Wyzetta in 4A. They advanced past Vernsville in the first match of the day here. Uh, Marshall's the number one seed in 3A. Pequot Lakes in 2A. Minneota in 1A. Marshall's on the, on the cusp of history here. They're one of six schools that have won seven volleyball state titles. Uh, Chaska is one of those, but they lost in the opening round in 4A today to uh, Rogers. So Marshall uh, could make history if they win the state tournament in 3A. They'd be the first school to win eight of those. And this one, uh, I always love this category, teams that have never been to this state tournament before. We've got Ely in 1A. And Ely is also the only undefeated team in all four classes. In 2A, Rush City's here for the first time. And three of the eight teams in 3A are here for the first time. De La Salle, Detroit Lakes, and Grand Rapids. It's going to be a very fun week. And as I look at the weather, I'm very pleased that I'm not going to be outside. I'm going to be indoors all week. And, and uh, I'm a weenie. That's what That's what that tells you. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I'm about to go to the Timber. We're talking here on Wednesday afternoon. I'm about to head to the Timberwolves game, and I will go there via the Skyway. I will never go outside if I can avoid it. So if you're you a go. weenie, I'm a weenie, and we can form a union. <laughs> I bet I've had 10 people today ask me which football game I'm going to. You know, Thursday, Friday, we've got state quarterfinals. I give them that answer. I'm a weenie. I'm, going, I'm staying with volleyball. It's indoors. They feed me here. I don't have to stand on the sideline or... Or crowd a press box with my girth. I can just watch volleyball and and uh, watch the football scores roll in, and then I'll catch up with the football teams next week. Hey, uh, volleyball is a great sport, and the X is a great. And I, I give the people you know, in this market not only have we built and funded a lot of great venues, but they are kept to an incredible standard. Target Field is fantastic. XL Energy Center is fantastic. U.S. Bank Stadium, I think, is the best football stadium in the world. It's absolutely great. And I was here an hour and a half before the first match started today. And I'm just chatting with people, you know, people who work in this building year round and people who work here during our tournaments. They're the best. They're ready. They're never caught off guard. Everything's great. Uh, Everything's under control and everybody has a good time. 
No doubt about it. Thanks to our sponsors on this show, the people who make all this possible, Jody Stay and her operation, Pizza Barn in Princeton, pizzabarnprinceton.com. Check out their food trucks for your event, whatever it may be. Thanks also to Minnesota Propane. Get out there and grill. Still good grilling weather because it's always good grilling weather. Uh, but any, I'm going to hit you out of the blue with this one. Any uh, chatter about Hugh McCutcheon uh, moving on from being coach of the Gopher Volleyball Program? I haven't heard anything here yet, Jim. I think everybody's kind of focused on this tournament and sure. high school volleyball. And earlier in the week, I was with some people, and yeah, that was a kind of a discussion. Hey, what's this, what, is there more to it than that? I mean, he's going to have a role in the athletic department. We know that. Somebody asked me, does Hugh have younger kids who he wants to be able to spend more time with? I don't know the answer to that. But it, I'm yeah, not it sure. Wasn't, yeah, it was a surprise, certainly, but. But, uh, you know, he was a sharp guy. I think people were kind of wondering if he would go into the corporate world because he just is such a smart guy. He could just become a, a speaker and travel the world and, and do great. But uh, I think it's good that the U is going to keep him in some capacity. Oh, no doubt about it. I spent a lot of time covering as an Olympic coach and, and some sometimes as a, uh, a Minnesota coach. And uh, I know Rocco Baldelli and the Twins people love him. He, he, he could do whatever he wants. I do think it's a good thing that the uh, Gophers are keeping him. You know what? It, sometimes these – I really think these jobs tend to lead to burnout, especially if you have diverse interests to think about nothing but – recruiting and games and this schedule uh it might be as simple as burnout i i really don't know but i wouldn't be surprised if that's the case and he gets to be around the program be around college sports and not be in that role necessarily yeah i think you're right i, I think that's hope again we agree he's a good guy yeah they're smart to keep him and we wish him nothing but luck and to the gopher volleyball team too whoever takes over big shoes to fill but that's a great program and and uh we wish some, we wish everybody luck no doubt about it. Uh, great sport, great venue, great everything else. All right, let's get to state soccer and cross country. Yeah, we had these state state uh, tournaments wrap up last week on Friday. State soccer champs were crowned at U.S. Bank Stadium. They are in the on the girls' side: St. Anthony Village, Holy Angels, and Rosemount. Your boys' state champs: St. Paul Academy, De La Salle, and Wyzetta. Congrats to all the soccer teams that made it to the big stadium. That was really fun. We had a fantastic day on Saturday at the state cross country championships down in Northfield at St. Olaf College. I had to look this up. When two kids from Minneapolis public schools finished first and second in the 3A boys race, though that that's the big schools. I knew that was rare. So Aiden Jones of Minneapolis Washburn was the uh, 3A state champ. Sam Scott of Minneapolis Southwest was the runner-up. That had not happened. Two kid, two boys from Minneapolis Public Schools finishing first and second in 67 years. That's wow. what I found out. That's and uh, Jones became the first individual boys champ from a Minneapolis public school since the great Hassan Mead of Minneapolis South. Yes, in 2006. We know Hassan, Gopher runner, Olympian, um, and then that duo of Jones and Scott. Uh, the last time this was done by two Minneapolis public school boys, 1955. It also wow. was done in 1947 and 1952. So this was kind of, uh, you know, wake up the echoes for Minneapolis public schools and the great sport across country. And uh, really cool to see. I'll quickly go through the other individual state champs. Uh, Wyzetta's Abby Nekanicki in 3A. She dominated all year. I think she's ranked among the top five in the country. She's a senior. She's going to run at Colorado. 
Belle Plaines, Emmett Garris, uh, and St. Paul's Highland, St. Paul Highland Parks, Luna Scorzelli were the two-way champs. Emmett from Belle Plaine, he signed with the Gophers. And in 1A, Brandon Campson of Sox Center and Jade Ripkema of Nevis, they were the state champs. Team champs went to the Wyzetta boys and girls, sweeping Class 3A. Mankato East uh, and boys and Highland Park girls in 2A. And in 1A, Heritage Christian boys and Purim girls. And our good friend, our close personal friend, Patrick Rossi, he was down there at the high school state cross-country meet. Had a great time. He, uh, you know, he, he, he does such a good job. Even he said he didn't know if he'd ever covered cross country before I tweeted a picture of him. And somebody said they remember him at some conference cross country meet when he worked at the St. Cloud times. So that's, you know, 50 years ago, but, um, he did, he wrote a great column, just kind of, you know, summing up what it's like down there with how hard the kids work. And this was the 30th anniversary of that meet coming to St. Olaf. And Patrick and I both heard down there, I had not heard this, that there are some cross-country coaches who would like to leave St. Olaf and have this meet at the University of Minnesota golf course. Hmm. There is a, there's a big meet at the U of M golf course, the Roy Griag Roy Invitational. Yep. It's, it's high school teams from all over the country. It's big-time college teams. But it's in early September. That golf course has no indoor space for teams, for awards, for media. You know, at the GREAC, teams set up tents on the golf course. That's where they that's where they camp out. Awards are held on a little trailer stage. You can do those things in September. Uh, at St. Olaf, teams can set up their camps. There's a large field house indoors. Awards are on, a, on the stage inside the gym. It's perfect, especially when the conditions are a little nasty, as they were Saturday. It was cold, and it rained at times. And another point I like to make, um, admission to the state cross-country meet is free. And there are a lot of people. The crowds are huge down there. Even when the weather's not great, people like to come and bring their dogs and just walk up. There's, it's Nothing's fenced. You can just You might have to ride a shuttle bus from a parking lot. But some people like to think the high school league's all about the money. And a lot of revenue could be collected if if we charged fans to buy a ticket at cross country. And that would be easier at a spot like the U of M golf course. There's a fence around the whole thing at the GREAC. Everybody has to pay. But that's not the case here. Kids come first, even before money, believe it or not. And as, as Patrick said, St. Olaf is the absolute best spot for that cross country meet. And, and they're such great hosts for 30 years. It's just been phenomenal. And and I, for one, hope it continues for a long time. You know, Royce uh, is writing two columns a week for us right now. It's kind of a part-time gig, and he can still he's still welcome to weigh in on Twins or Vikings or whatever else he wants. But the cool thing is he is taking the opportunity, knowing that we have a bunch of other people who cover those things, he's taking the opportunity to kind of do the stuff he really loves. High school sports, town ball, the oddball story, the funny story. Uh, and it's and listen, he's great on everything, but it's it's been kind of cool to see him really get to, to focus on those instead of when you're, you know, when he and I were just splitting all the columns, you know, Hey, I'm writing twins day. You're writing Vikings tomorrow. It's great to see him freed up like this. Yeah. He's really enjoying it. He was telling me as we chatted down there that next fall, a year from now, he, he may go to a high school football game every week, just find some unique yeah. spot a unique story. And I think he's done that before. It's been a while, but yeah, that'd be phenomenal. That would be great reading. Because he does, you know, he does so such a great job, you know, the town team baseball and and these stories he finds that nobody else would write or could write the way he does. So it was great to see Pat down there. 
Yeah, absolutely. He's he's just doing excellent work. Uh, he always has, but it's it's neat to see him in this in this role right now. Uh, hey, let's uh, let you know that we have a lot of good people on the network. Uh, tons of good outdoor content, variety content. Dave Lee, Mike Grimm on the Go Go for podcast. Cheryl Reeve, Michael Russo, John Krasinski, Jeff Diamond, Lavelle Neal, Roy Smalley. Uh, just go to talknork.com and check it all out. Again, if you like a show, subscribe if you're at your favorite podcast app. It's the free, easy way to listen. But go to the website, check out. You'll, I'm sure if you like this show, you'll like other shows as well. Uh, let us get into the late, great Larry Gallagher. Yeah, people who know baseball in Minnesota, they knew Larry Gallagher. He's a umpire. He was 82 when he passed away, I think on Sunday. And he was everybody, Larry was everybody's favorite umpire. He was happy. He was great at his job. He worked high school, college baseball, Legion, Legion games, town team baseball. He started working as an umpire at 15 years old and kept at it for basically 65 years. It's, it's amazing. I did not know this till after Larry passed away. In 1979, there was a brief umpire strike. Larry worked some major league baseball games. Wow. How about that? So he was a member of the high school league hall of fame. And the last time I saw Larry was this past spring at the latest Hall of Fame induction ceremony. You know, every past inductee is invited and Larry was there and he had something in his pocket that was pretty cool. We may have talked about this before. He had a baseball with autographs from a very select few twins. I, I think I saw Tony Oliva, Rod Carew and Harmon Killebrew. There may have mm. been others, but one of the inductees this year was Joe Maurer. And before the uh, program started, as everybody was kind of having lunch, Larry asked someone in our office if we could help get Joe to sign that baseball. And uh, we certainly did. We took care of that for Larry. Uh, he was just a very sweet man and uh, just just a le- Larry the legend, one of the most well-known baseball umpires, you know, in Minnesota for decades. And, and we, of course, send our condolences to his to his family and friends. I'm glad you brought that up. I've heard his name before. I never got to meet him, but I'm glad to hear about him. Yeah. The Twins had him throw out a first pitch this yep. past season. And, Remember and that. He's, he's been honored in a lot. I think he was sitting in a chair. His mobility was a little uh, not what it used to be, but he was there, and, and I know he enjoyed every second of that. Oh, well, thanks for telling us about it. Uh, and why don't you tell us at this moment, before we get to football playoffs, tell us about Pizza Bar. Yeah, it's November. Uh, the pizza of the month is the Twister, which I believe is the new creation at the Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton. It's made by twisting together two of their best-selling specialty pizzas, the cheese curd and the chicken bacon ranch. And there's an extra added twist by changing the chicken bacon ranch to a chipotle chicken bacon ranch and some sriracha flavored cheese curds. This sounds pretty feisty. I might like this. (laughs) Uh, The flavors give it a spicy kick without being too hot. I'm a Midwesterner. I don't like anything too hot, but it's available for dine-in, takeout, take-and-bake, delivery all throughout November. Those food trucks continue to roll. Uh, This week, there's a bunch of private events as well as stops at Elk Creek Brewing in Champlin and I-Year Brewing Company in Elk River. And remember, the Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton has a great big menu with everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in-person, take-and-bake delivery, and they cater, plus those two food trucks. Go to uh, pizzabarnprinceton.com and you'll find everything you need to know. You're like my wife uh, says, hey, could you, could you please bring me some extra ketchup? Just don't make it so spicy. <laughs> you know, that reminds me when, when my wife and I and, and our kids lived in the Phoenix area years ago, there was this urban legend that when winter ended and the temperature started to get hot in Phoenix and all the, all the snowbirds went home, 
uh, all the restaurants uh, beefed up the spice and all their food because they couldn't get away with that in the winter when all the Midwesterners were there. That <laughs> so, has the ring of truth. <laughs> that has a definite ring of truth. I heard that from several people involved in the restaurant business. So temperatures get hot. The food gets hot in Arizona. My dad used to eat hot peppers and I could never understand why. Oh, my dad was a horseradish. was a raw horseradish guy. Yep, my dad raw loved that too. Horseradish. Oh man, they're, they were a lot tougher than we are. Yes, no doubt about it. <laughs> All right, let's get to the football playoffs. Yeah, this is the last week of outdoor football with state quarterfinals at sites around the state, all on artificial turf fields. Now, some of these game times have been adjusted. So double check if you're planning to go to a game. you got to buy your tickets online. Go to mshsl.org. You can find that. And the winners this week uh, will advance to the state semifinals back at U.S. Bank Stadium next week on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That'll be 14 games in three days. That's one of my favorite three days of the year. And as we know, because the Vikings have a home game on Thanksgiving night, there will be no prep bowl action Thanksgiving weekend. They're pushed back a week, December 2nd and 3rd, and we will wrap up the fall sports campaign then. Good deal. All right, let's get to uh, something I know you're passionate about, real versus fake streaming sites. Oh, it's amazing, Jim. I'm online you know, Facebook, Twitter, and I'm just seeing all these fake sites that, hey, we're going to, we're, they're even doing it during the state volleyball tournament. They'll do it during state football games. When anybody who's paying attention knows the only streaming site doing these state tournaments is NSPN.TV. I've tweeted out a link to their site, but these, uh, I don't know, these scam artists, they come up with very official and important looking tweets and Facebook posts that make you think this, this looks real. They have the logos of the schools. They tag Twitter accounts of athletic departments. And I, I don't know how many of these I've discovered. And I usually on Twitter, I'll retweet them and just simply write scam or fake or phony. And they want you to click on, they want you to put your credit card number in, and that's the last you're going to hear from them. They're, they've got your credit card number, and and it's nothing but trouble. So they look legit. Just be careful before you do it. If it's not NSPN.TV, uh, it's the wrong one. So please, everybody, be careful. Good. Okay. Let's get to one of our set pieces now. Most valuable teammate. Yeah, this is my last item on the agenda here, Jim. Uh, This great weekly award at the Minnesota State High School League. Annie Welch is the senior volleyball player at Stewartville. She missed her junior season with a knee injury. She was hoping to be ready for this season, her senior season, as the team captain, but she re-injured her knee, was unable to play. Despite that, she has remained an important part of the team, attending team camp in the summer, helping plan practices for summer open gym, and she attended practice throughout the season, assisting as a, as a tosser, a scorekeeper, whatever they needed. Congrats to Stuartville's Annie Welch for being this week's most valuable teammate. One more note from me. Once again, thanks to Brian Burdett, our producer. Thanks again to Pizza Barn and Minnesota Propane, pizzabarnprinston.com. Also check out propane in whatever form you want to use it. Uh, I was at the Gopher Games on Monday night at the barn, and man, a lot of Minnesota high school talent. Dawson Garcia in his return. Jamison Battle will be one of the better players in the Big Ten once his foot is all healed up. And we got to see Mara Braun and Amaya Battle and uh, and Bor- Katie Borovitz, uh, all Minnesota kids, and it was pretty spectacular. Yep, they didn't all come there right out of high school, but they're there now. 
It's yep. just it's great to see. I think Ben Johnson and Lindsey Whalen are the right coaches at the right time, and and I think they're both on the upswing and could be a pretty pretty great winter here with uh, with the Gophers basketball teams. Yeah, and even if this isn't the year, I think right. they're they're you know they have players who are going to really develop and, and benefit them over time. All right, good Absolutely. stuff from John as always. Thank you, we do appreciate it. Thanks to Brianne, and we'll talk to you soon. 